0: radios.com, check, check, by two-way radios.com, recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Fiemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll go on location to the 2013 Rock Hill Ham Fest. We'll talk with one of the organizers of this annual event and learn about the history of the hamfest and the organization that hosts it. We'll also review the Bofang BFF9 Dual Band Two-Way Radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. The 61st annual Rock Hill Ham Fest was held October 5th, 2013 in Rock Hill, South Carolina. The long-running annual event was hosted by the New York County Amateur Radio Society, or Y-Cars, and the two-way radio show was there, giving away t-shirts and conducting interviews. We first interviewed Ken Tedder, a member of Y-Cars and chairman of the 2013 Rock Hill Hamfest. Today we'll listen to that interview. He'll tell us how he became involved with the group, some of the history of Y-Cars, and what the Rock Hill Ham Fest is all about. And we're speaking with Ken Tedder. Ken, welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. Well, way back in the dark ages,
1: I got involved in two-way radio, namely amateur radio, because of a little old pasteboard sign on the side of the road in Shelby, North Carolina. There was a sign sitting out there that said Ham Fest. I looked at my girlfriend... She looked at me, she said, what's that? I said, I don't know. So we drove and followed the signs till we got way up in Brackett Cedar Park and we found there was a ham fest. It was the Shelby, North Carolina Ham Fest. That was way back in the late 50s.
0: Wow, so that was your first exposure to ham radio, was the Shelby Ham Fest in the 50s?
1: Well, wow. insofar as amateur radio, yes it was. I was always a tinker. I like to fool with this, fool with that. In fact, I made blinking lights by hooking some wires across uh, one so they didn't quite touch the other, except when the movement of the clock moved, it would make the light, the wires touch, and a byproduct of that, it'd make a light blink, and my mama and granddaddy thought that was amazing.
0: So, um, so you start off, uh, you got your, at that time, they weren't doing technician in, in general, they, they, they had different uh, classes for licensing, what, what was your...
1: Well, back in those days, you could not be an amateur radio operator unless you learned international Morse code. And that was the dots and the dashes, such as ABC has little dots and dash combinations. And there are differences in international Morse code or the other Morse code, which is used for railroads. And that's where we really butted heads. My my daddy was a professional telegrapher with Western Union went to the Western Union College down in Rome, Georgia, and some of the letters were different, such as Q, in our case, was da 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 but that was not the Q that he knew. So he didn't like that. He says, you got the wrong thing. I said, no, I got the right thing. <laughs> we had a little argument. It was fun. But when I first got to Rock Hill, South Carolina, I met a man by the call letters of W-4-U-M-W. Old man and his wife had a little... Uh, hobby shop, and it was on Caldwell Street, downtown Rock Hill. And I got to talking to him found out he was a ham radio operator. And I said, a what? And, oh, that's what we saw up in Shelby. And he said, yeah, you need to come to our club. So I went to a club meeting, and I joined Rock Hill Amateur Radio Club. Not the one
0: it is now. So, the original Rock Hill um, uh, Ham Radio Club or it was called Rock Hill Amateur Radio Club. That is it, correct. High. And uh, that was that was founded, uh, when? how long ago was that uh, formed? Did what year was that? Yeah. That was in 1962 that I moved here. Oh,
1: and I'll be cool. honest, I don't remember what year it was. We changed over and became the York County Amateur Radio Association. But that was made because we began to have more and more interaction other than right here in town and we Uh started reaching out a little further with a repeater i had the privilege of working with a now deceased individual who was a ham radio operator but also a commercial operator his name was morris hall and morris actually did the two-way radio work for the city of rock hill he fell and broke his wrist one time and i asked if i could help him he said sure And I worked with him and did some soldering on a few little odds and ends. One thing led to another. He and I took two old radios, one a Motorola 43 GGV, I think it was that, and another one like it, some old things he had in the shop, made a receiver out of one, transmitter out of the other, and I built a little device called a core, a carrier-operated relay. It did nothing but sense the incoming signal on the receiver. That would turn on the uh, transmitter, and we put antennas upside down, one up and one down, trying to separate them, it didn't work. So we put one way down in the woods behind (laughs) his house, behind the cemetery down off South Cherry Road. Later on, we climbed up a water tank, almost got in trouble, but finally got approval to go ahead and put the antennas on the water tank. Again, one up, one down, but it was not good separation. We ended up later on having to buy a device that separated the signals and that way we put cans in to take care of the problem.
0: So you've been with the group for quite a while now. and it, Now it's known as Y-Cars, right? Or the York County Amateur... Uh, Radio Society. Okay, and um, the uh, Y-Cars group, uh, a lot of them are here in mass today because we are here at the 61st Annual Rock Hill Ham Fest. And this is hosted, this is put on by... White uh, cars right? By the by, the group. That is correct. Uh,
1: so far as Hamfest, it's changed over the years. Like everything else, changes with time. But originally, we had the privilege of having our Hamfest at a place called Jocelyn Park. Mm-hmm. It is now a very high-dollar housing area out on Lake Wiley. At that time, we had a great old big uh, open shelter down there with a huge fireplace. It was owned by the company that had the Rock Hill Printing and Finishing Company. But we, because we had some uh, members who were members of that organization, allowed us to use it. We had a big turnout. It was a good thing. Every October, people like to get out on the lake, this, that, and the other. And we finally lost that. We moved to places like the uh, Knight Stadium. We moved down to the uh, American Legion. And now we're out here at Faith Baptist Church as a location where we actually have our hand dressed in the parking lot.
0: And it's actually a nice venue, a nice location here. It uh, looks like a pretty good turnout today. Um, how many people do you think are probably here today, just kind of off the top of your head? You know,
1: you know I'd be afraid to guess. Uh, <laughs> looking around, I, I know we've got over 100. I, we were looking for maybe 200 to 250, but I've not had a chance to go down and check with them to find out what the uh, number of ticket sales are. I just can't tell you right
0: now. The day's still young. The day's still young, so you
1: still have some time. It it is uh, not even 10 o'clock yet, so we've got a good chance to add a whole lot more, and and there will be people come out. And a lot of people like to buy the ticket at the last minute to try to win a prize, and here we've got a raffle for a a real nice radio. Uh, A little Bofang, it's a uh, uh, UV5R and that's going to be a a big draw card for people to come out and buy a a raffle ticket but we've also got a lot of half hour prizes and some of those are uh, donated by different vendors and uh, one of those being fly2wayradio.com
0: with whom i'm speaking right now appreciate the plug um now you are the chairman of the, the ham fest this year and uh, how's it? How's it been? How, what's the experience been like putting on a hamfest like this? It's been uh... well. It's a challenge like anything else, and
1: uh, I'm tickled I was able to do it. Uh, in fact, we had a club meeting at which um, the then president made the comments as well. The individual doing the hamfest chairman job is going to be out of town at work. We just won't have a hamfest this year, and. Then it was decided, well, let's have a vote. Who wants to have a ham fest? Who doesn't? There really was no response, and I said, wait a minute now. How many of you would like to have a ham fest? Well, there's a few hands went up, and as a result, I said, well, now of you few that held up your hands, who's willing to help me if I decide to take it? We got a few to take it, so I said, all right, I'll volunteer to do it this year. It has been a challenge. There were a lot of Bumps in the road, so to speak. We have managed to make contacts with different vendors, not as many as we'd like, but we managed to make contacts with other clubs, and other clubs have done a real good job of helping us advertise. And some of that was on the Shelby group, some on the Charlotte group, and there are different clubs in each different area.
0: And the uh, campus officially began at uh, seven a.m. this morning, right? And uh, some there, some thirty, seven. Now, we open um, the gates
1: at 7 a.m. We probably will start running down real fast right after 12 o'clock. The reason being, that's when the ticket drawing for the main prize is. And everybody will wait till that last minute. I want to get it. My number's going to get it. (laughs) And like anything else, uh, once the big thing's over, then people will start scattering. But. There will be a lot of people here that we, because we have to clean up this parking lot and and get everything back in order for church tomorrow, there will be people here that we almost have to run off trying to swap trade. But the big thing is a lot of these people are coming here so that they can meet Joe Blow, who they've made contact with and made friends with on the radio. In fact, I just talked to one coming down the interstate, NK4X, John, and he says, well, I'm on the way. I'll see you when I get there. And so... (laughs) He and I will get to do a face-to-face conversation. I've already met two others from the Charlotte group this morning and, of course, met a lot of friends here. And the other thing is, come make new
0: friends. Yeah, it's, it's all about fellowshipping. Fellowshipping with, with your That's fellow certain. hands. Yes. You know, Tommy and I have been uh, on the y 2-meter net just about every evening, and it's really great. It's a thrill to actually meet some of the people that we've gotten to know by their call signs and their first names, actually meet them face-to-face in person. A lot of nice people out here. It's it's been great so far.
1: Amateur radio is a hobby that is highly diverse. One of the great things involved is that it becomes a friendship situation from one to the other. But you never know who you're going to be talking to. It could be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief. I've talked to the Barry Goldwater of late. I have talked with... uh, jy1 hussein is king of jordan i've also talked to the station of barry goldwater however it was not barry barry set up about four stations and had different operators to handle traffic back and forth for personnel overseas he was very active in that type work but uh you'll find the plumber the uh guy working in the sewer whoever likes the idea of a hobby this is a good one because you can do everything from talk to each other to send code to each other to send pictures to each other and all sorts of different communication capabilities
0: well i'll tell you it's been it's been a a real pleasure and experience to be here at the uh, 61st annual uh, rock hill uh, ham fest and it's been a pleasure talking to you ken uh before you go uh What's the uh, website? How do we contact if someone wants to join Y-Cars? What's the contact?
1: Well, the first thing is catch another ham, and somebody will put you in contact. However, a good way to, to get started is look on the website, k4ytz.org, or just enter k 4 ytz and as a result, you'll find a page that will give you information. Our physical location is a clubhouse. We're a really unique and unusual uh, group. We have our own clubhouse. It's located at the end of a private airport strip. And uh, as a result, we've got the capability of having meetings and outings, etc., there. And we meet every second and fourth Thursday night and as a result we're tickled to have anybody come in anytime and visit with us and our first meeting is always a business meeting but the second one is a program meeting we have some very interesting programs sometimes it seems completely off the wall doesn't even seem like amateur radio until somebody keeps putting pieces together and comes up with oh that's how that works and we've always had real good program meetings
0: well i've been to the clubhouse a couple times. Took the testing there along with Tommy, and, and been there for a meeting. And uh, it's really nice. I'm really impressed. It's a, that's a nice setup that the club has over there. Uh, it's really great. But uh, Ken, we really appreciate your time here on the Two Way Radio Show today. Uh, we've been speaking with Ken Tetter. Uh, he is um, member, chairman of the um, Rock Hill Ham Fest this year and uh, a member of the uh, York County Amateur Radio Society, the White Cars Group. Ken, thanks a lot. really appreciate your time. Don't need any titles. I'm just
1: jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
0: Coming up, we'll review the Baofeng BFF9 dual-band two-way radio. Is it Bo-Feng? Baofeng? Baofeng? Or is this model even worth pronouncing at all? We'll find out next on The Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445, or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a dual-band two-way radio from Bowfink, the BFF9. And you know, before you called it Baofeng. I did.
2: Okay, so you're intentionally mixing it up.
0: I'm, I'm making a change, a personal change. Okay. I'm going to call it Bofeng from now on. The reason is because after all the flack we've gotten from, from, uh, from listeners and from uh, people, HamFest, that sort of thing, and everybody seems to be calling it Bofeng.
2: I agree. And After going to a couple of ham fest, I hear bofang from the people that are really into into these radios. When yeah. we first started selling this radio, we did a lot of
0: research on we, this.
2: We spent some time. We said, well, it's probably not pronounced baofang. Let's figure out how this is pronounced. And we came up with baofeng. I mean, we
0: consulted yeah, we the Chinese dictionary – we listen to to the Chinese pronunciations on 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 wave files on the internet and all that sort of thing that's
2: right that's right um, but um I guess we're reverting to the popular
0: bofang, yeah, I guess you just can't fight the masses on this one so right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in yeah, An- <laughs> Anthony's still going to call it what what do you call it Anthony? Anything still on yeah. BeoFang, but I call it a Chevrolet too. <laughs> uh, okay, well, whatever it is, it's a um, it's a dual band Chinese radio. If you call us to buy this radio
2: or with questions on this radio, we'll know what you're talking. Call it whatever you want; we'll know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank God for item numbers. Yeah, UV five R BFF nine.
0: Those are those work. We'll too. know what you're talking about. So. What is the BFF9? What is
2: the BFF9? That is the question. Okay. The BFF9 is a UV5R.
0: Essentially, that's what it is. But
2: We reviewed the Bofang UV5R on episode 54 from this past March, and... Um, the, the F9 is, is the same radio. The, the internals of the radio are really the same. You're not going to get any variation in performance, one versus the other. So why would you go with a BFF9 versus a UV5R? Is that uh, really the question?
0: Yeah, you know, that's probably the, the real question because it, it, the case is slightly different. It, it's a little more, I don't know, uh, what would you call it, a little more contoured?
2: I would maybe call it a little more contour. The case is shaped differently. I think it's a little a little more sleek. I like the case better,
0: yeah, personally. Yeah, but so, there's one other big difference with this one.
2: There is, and this one I don't like more. uh Oh, the the biggest difference is the display. Um, the BFF nine has sort of a, an inverted display. The model that we're carrying anyway has a. Uh, light on dark display, Mm -hmm. whereas normally the UV-5R that we stock has uh, a light background and dark text. What we have is called the black display version of the BFF9, and the background is actually more sort of blue than black, Mm -hmm. but uh, the text is sort of light colored on uh, a blue background.
0: I like the display myself because uh, it just it looks different uh, myself. But you don't really care for it that much, really.
2: Oh, the reason that I don't like I like it better indoors. I like it better at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it better outdoors in the sunlight because I think it's harder to see.
0: think so? Yeah. Uh,
2: I do. And um, when we were at the Rock Hill Ham Fest, I, I got a good uh, look at this radio because we were demoing it for quite a few people and uh the place our this was an outdoor hamfest, and we were in the sunlight and the this place our booth was located was directly we had the sun shining on us pretty much most of the day.
0: It didn't start out that way we we, we were kind of under a, a passageway, and then, so we had some cover and in the beginning yeah, around it was ten not o'clock too bad. The, yeah. the
2: sun came up it just and
0: uh changed quick <laughs>
2: exactly but um I, I couldn't see the display very well on this radio, so that's um,
0: that's I, my review. I think it actually works better in a vehicle at night. Personally, I, myself, now I haven't played around with it too much in a vehicle, but it would it seem to me that it that it would probably work that way, uh, just because the display is inverted like that. For, you know, for night driving, it might come in handy. I'm planning on putting one of these. I, w- I want to get one of these to put in my my car mm-hmm. uh so I can have one in my car because I carry it, i have a UV five R that I carry around with me and I'm always having to swap it out between being here and at home and you know in the car. Um and I just want you know, these things are so inexpensive that uh why don't I just have one why don't I just have one here, have one at home, have one in the car, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh I might get one of these for the car. I wish all of our reason. customers thought that way. Some do, actually there there are some other hams that do that, that buy you know, almost half a dozen of these radios uh, to keep them various places wherever they are, and to have them handy, you know, for spares and that sort of thing. Right. It's a uh, you know, I'm talking about the UV five R now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the BFF nine uh, being the same radio basically. One of the other advantages of the BFF nine is that it utilizes all of the same accessories as the five R. Right, and um, we
2: also carry um, the B6 mm-hmm. from Bofang, and uh, a lot of people like that model. They like the way the radio looks, but a drawback to that model is that it uses a different battery pack than the 5R and the F9, and I think that's a big negative because there's so many accessories for the, that, that work with the um, UV5R, and having the F9 be compatible with that is a big plus for this model. And it really makes the decision which one you like better.
0: Yeah. And, uh, well, the the accessories are very inexpensive for this radio also. And there's and there are a couple of cool add-ons that I've uh, purchased for mine. I mean, like for instance, the 3,800 milliamp battery that can right. extend the battery life on these models up to three times. And I believe that's and,
2: a, um, a $15 battery to go yeah, to uh, yeah. 3,800 milliamps. It's yeah, a very I mean, popular it's, accessory. Also, Nagoya antenna, mm-hmm. such as the the 701, is a popular add-on.
0: Yeah, the NA701. I've got one of those from my radio. Tommy um, has one for his as well, uh, my son. And uh, we really like those antennas. They 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 uh, get us some good coverage. Um, now, this thing, just like the UV-5R, it comes with uh, pretty much all the same features of the UV-5R, like the flashlight and the... Uh, FM radio and all that, correct?
2: Yeah, it, it does. It's it's dual band. It can be programmed anywhere from, I believe, 136 to 174 and then 400 to 520. So, um, wide range of frequencies that you can program into this radio. Same as the UV-5R. This radio is type accepted for business use, but it's very popular with amateur radio mm-hmm. um, operators. Not, I don't really recommend this radio for business use, just because it's so configurable. If you're a business and you give your employees this radio, you're probably going to end up with issues because they're going to change the frequency or or something, and it's going to be more of a support problem than than anything.
0: But uh, this thing has the FM radio, the emergency alarm, a dual watch, um, uh, the power on display message, and that's I, I don't know if we mentioned that with the UV5R review,
2: a lot of guys put their call sign in that power on display message but you know it's kind of a fluff feature for me you know it's i mean do you really yeah. need a power on display message i don't know it's sort of like a flashlight do you need a flashlight on your radio
0: well Probably but that i think that's kind of cool to be able to to program whatever power-on-display message you want to have on the radio. And Tommy and I have both put our call signs in, so I guess that makes us kind of... Yeah, well, it's, dippy, it's <laughs> good.
2: Like, for you and your son, you both have a radio. They're both sitting beside each other on the, the shelf. Yeah, it's and like, which
0: one do I have? Do I have his or mine? Not that it really matters that much, but, uh, you know, right? still, it's, it's a nice feature, I think. Uh, I think it
2: comes down to, if you've decided that you want a Bofang uv5r type radio your next decision is which one do i want because you know it doesn't really just come down to the uv5r and the bff9 these are the two that we happen to carry mm-hmm. there's got to be close to you know 50 varieties of this radio now when you add in all the colors and all that that, that are available
0: yeah they make a lot of different colors and uh of this radio we were talking about uh the uh, Motorola MG167A in uh, the last episode of the two-way radio show, and, and that's a pink radio, and then the 160A is a blue radio. You know, I think Bofing kind of wrote the book on that one <laughs> when they came out with these yeah, radios because they, they just have them in all kinds of different colors.
2: The other thing is that they're willing to make a special model number for a dealer. if you If you're willing to buy enough units... You can get your own custom model of this radio. And that kind of confuses people because they see, for example, a UV five R Plus that's made for certain um auction site dealers. And um, you know, you may see, oh UV five R plus, well, it says plus, that's better than the UV five R. Well, no, it's the same radio, it just looks different. <laughs> um, and that's the case with a lot of these uv5r clone type models but um you know if you want something that looks a little different the the f9 here um fits the bill
0: well i i think it gonna, it's going to it's going to come down to you want one with a regular display or an inverted display that's pretty much it uh which one do you like better anthony i like the look of the of the bff9 better I just thing it looks looks cooler so what's the what's the price on this? Forty two ninety nine, free ground shipping. Okay, for forty two ninety nine, you're getting what here? You Get your radio, lithium ion battery pack, the removable antenna, belt clip, wrist strap, a C ring style headset, charger tray, and AC adapter. And the owner's manual, and which the is basically manual. junk. But That's <laughs> right. That's why I didn't mention it. Uh, but but we. Um, we offer an alternate uh, owner's manual there on the website that you can download. That's that's actually uh, written by uh, by a, by another ham, and uh, it, it's a much better manual. In my yeah, opinion. It's a
2: very good manual. This, this guy put a lot of time in it. We should probably mention his name. It's um, Leonard Lidberg.
0: Leonard Lidberg.
2: Hope I'm saying that right. But he did a great job on that owner's manual.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Any other uh, thoughts on the? Uh, On the BFF9 radio. The Bofang BFF9. No? All right. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. And the first one comes from David. And uh, this is a comment from our uh, previous episode that we did on CB versus ham. CB or ham. We were asking for additional comments. He has one right here. He says, uh, You asked CB or Ham. I live in San Diego County, California. I frequently monitor CB radio and find there is nothing out there. Very rarely is anyone using CB except for some crazy guy in my local area on CB Channel 6. The traffic out there is mostly in Spanish. I have also taken several trips from San Diego to Vancouver, B.C. Again, not a lot of traffic. Some truckers talking, but then they mostly speak English. Ham radio, however, is much more interesting. Regular people talking about all kinds of stuff. Repeaters are very active, and you can even hear some stuff on Simplex. Then add Echo Link, and you can talk to the world on a handheld or on your smartphone. I recently checked into a railroad net using Echo Link and talking on a repeater in Wisconsin using my Android smartphone. So to wrap it up, I don't have any real use for CB. Give me an HT or smartphone with an Echo Link app. And that's from David. David.
2: Well, thanks for the comment David. That that's actually pretty typical of what uh we got when we asked everyone CB or ham. Yeah. You know, the go back and listen to the episode. The response was overwhelmingly ham. Um I don't know if that's more our audience or if that's more um the general public, but that that's the answer we got. Yeah. I tend to agree.
0: I tend to agree as well. Uh well, David, we have a Buy Two Way Radios t shirt for you. Uh, those who send in comments uh, on the show, we're going to send you out a Buy Two Way Radios t shirt. So uh, uh, I just have your email address here. I'll contact you here shortly and see, uh, see that we can get one out to you pronto. All right, our next uh, comment comes from Cyclops. And he says, You can't beat a good old CB radio? Oh, I can, my friend. I may only have one eye, but I have a very big mouth. And that's from Cyclops. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the comment, Mr. Clops. <laughs> 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 or was it one word? It wasn't. I thought it was Cyclops. Cy- no.
0: Oh. It was, it was Cyclops,
2: yeah. all Cy- oh, well, together. <laughs> Cy Young. Uh, you
0: just start writing these jokes.
2: <laughs> that was better than some of the ones I've heard from Rick. Come
0: on. It was. Good. I liked it. <laughs> it's like Bart Simpson. Cyclops. Okay. And the last one comes from Sammy. And Sammy wants to know, do you know if the Motorola two-prong plug will work on the Bofang radios? That's from Sammy.
2: No, it will not work on the Bofang radios. However, the Kenwood will. If you look at our website, you'll see a lot of accessories with the K1 connector. They'll all work with your Bofang.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Kenwoods will work very well with the Bofang radios.
2: Um, In fact, if you go to our Bofang UV5R page and click the accessories link, you'll see uh, a lot of headsets that are compatible with that radio. Everything you see on that page will work with that radio.
0: All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at twowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at TwoWayRadioForum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at TwoWayRadioShow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. All right, uh, before we go and uh, end in the show this week, uh, do we have any other final comments?
2: Nice interview, Rick.
0: Thanks. And I, Good uh, job. thank you. And, and I want to thank Ken Tedder for uh, for giving us uh, a few minutes of his time today. Absolutely. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two Way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code Show at checkout and save an additional. 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at byte2wayradios.com. Well everyone, as always, thanks for listening and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster, and I'm Anthony Roque And we're out